Thanks for listening to the LifePoint Church podcast. Visit us online at lifepointcentral.com. Well, good morning, everybody. You guys sounded good worshiping this morning, and uh, appreciate you being with us. And I know I um, had some conversations with a few people last week that said that uh, they would be watching us from the beach this weekend. Um, I know we're supposed to be happy for you if you're watching, but um, it's just as hot here. We just don't have a large body of water to go jump into. Anyways, how many ready to go this morning? Uh, just... Uh, want to remind you of something significant happening next weekend, as you saw in Church News. Um, David and Elena Moore will be with us, and they are, uh, they've been at Gateway Church for like 20 years, 20-some years. Uh, a lot of the songs we sing from Gateway, uh, David has written, so come and bring somebody next week. Make a priority to be here. We're going to uh, make, make room for a little extra worship next week. He's going to be with us, so it's going to be a great morning. Uh, last weekend, uh, we started a brand new series called A.I., and uh, we got a lot of good feedback from that, so we're going to be on this topic for a few weeks. And right now there is, I'm sure you've noticed, a, a global debate on where this AI thing is going. And AI, as you know, stands for artificial intelligence, and it's basically uh, computer-created robots to think and do the tasks of humans. And so the debate is uh, one side promoting uh, productivity versus the other side uh, that's fearful of the human race being eliminated or unneeded by, by these robots. And so, um, you know, it's, it's, it's sort of like anything technology, it can be good or it can be bad. I mean, the internet can be very useful, it can be very de- destructive. Are you all with me? And so there's this massive debate about this. And so I just got thinking about that phrase, artificial intelligence. And I thought, well, if there's artificial intelligence, maybe there's accurate intelligence. And so the next few weeks, what I want to do is just unpack for you what I believe is some accurate intelligence or give you some spiritual intel that I believe will, will really help you. Uh, we'll give you, uh, it will be eye-opening, some inside scoop on some, some, some spiritual intel, a little deeper topic than we usually do in the middle of summer, but I'm a firm believer that you can handle it. Now, both of mine say he's talking about you. So real quick review. Last weekend, I, I said I want to reveal to you some spiritual intel, uh, and, and the spiritual intel was being spiritually aware, or I wanted to talk to you last week about spiritual awareness. Now, awareness means this, that, that you recognize or understand that there is something happening or that there is, there is something actually uh, present or something existing. And, and we learned this, that there can actually be some artificial intelligence or what I call artificial awareness. For example, if you're more aware of the sin in your life than you are, that you are righteous, that's artificial intelligence. Um, sometimes we're more aware of our sickness and sickness can be physical or sickness can be mental, sickness can be spiritual sickness, but we can be more aware of, uh, of sickness in our life or even the situations in our life than we are the promises of God or the goodness of God. And so we, we can be spiritual, we can have wrong spiritual intel, and that's one way to know if, we, if we're more aware of, of our sin, our sickness, and our, our situations. And so, so I, I shared these points with you, uh, and I just called it some accurate spiritual, uh, spiritual intel. And that was this, that it, you, you need to be aware of what you got, what, not what you need to get. 
And what I meant by that is the Bible said when you got born again, uh, everything God needed to download in you, he put in you. You don't need to get something from God. You just need to become more aware of what God has done in you, in your spirit man. So, so, so we looked at it. It's, it's, more, uh, it's more accurate to know what's, what we got, not what we got to get. Uh, we also spent some time talking about this in your new nature because the Bible said when you got born again, you were brand new. It says the old has passed away. So in your spirit, man, no, it didn't happen in your mind and it didn't happen in your flesh yet, but in your spirit, man, guess what? You're a brand new creation. You are brand new. So, so what that means is in your new nature, there are actually no shortcomings. So you've been mindful of something that's not in your new nature. I'm so glad you agree with me. Um, and then we, t- we took a look at this, that trying never transforms anyone. It's learning to train yourself in the word of God. So we talked about spiritual awareness la- last week. So if you'll get a little more fired up than you are right now, I'll, I'll, I'll take it to part two. Okay. All right. I know you're listening at the same time. And, 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 and you know, sometimes we just need to get, we need to get a picture, revelation, vision, you, you, you know, um, I, if some of you might have noticed, I came in and I went back out. I was standing there on the front row and I'm looking at the screen and I'm like, man, that screen is really blurry. That, that graphic is really blurry. And I'm like, that screen's really blurry. What's wrong? And I thought, where's my glasses? My glasses were, <laughs> were in my truck, so I had to go get my glasses. But how many know, it's, we're, we're thinking it's something else. We just need to see right. We need to see clear. We need some revelation. And when we get revelation, we, 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 can, we can, anyways, it wasn't the graphics that Pastor Devin made. They were, they were as good as usual. It was, it was between my eyes and the screen. Once I realized that, um, I, I had to fix that. So today I want to talk about um, not, I want to build on spiritual awareness. And I want to talk today about spiritual alertness, spiritual alertness. Now, if awareness is understanding that something is happening or something exists, Here's what alertness is. Alertness means you're quick to perceive, you're quick to perceive and to act. In other words, if I am aware of something, alertness is perceiving it quickly and acting on that awareness. So it's, it's like the next step or the second step, not just to be aware, but to act on that. And so I gave you some, some artificial awareness last week. Uh, let me give you some artificial alertness. I, I like putting these screens up. So if you're more alert of these things, you, you, you may have some artificial intelligence working in, in, in your life. Let me explain these. A lot of times we are more alert. Remember, alert means you're quick to see something or perceive something, and then you act on it. Sometimes we're way too quick to recognize fear, and we act on fear. Okay, let, let, let me explain fear for you for just a moment. I've taught on fear a lot, but they say that you are born with two fears. Those two fears are loud noises and falling. Well, how many have ever heard a loud noise you didn't expect? What'd you do? You tinkled a little, didn't you? <laughs> you weren't expecting it. It was a loud noise. And so <laughs> those are two fears that you're born with. Those are protective fears. They come and then they dissipate. Now listen to this. Every other fear that you might face in your life is not natural. It didn't come that you acquired it from somewhere. Because the Bible says this, that fear is a spirit. It's not a feeling. It causes feelings. It's not an emotion. But, but fear 
is, a, is from a spirit. It, so if it, it, fear is not for you. It's not from God. And, and so there's only two fears that are natural. All the others are required. So if you're more alert to fears, then that's artificial intelligence. You need to be more aware of what? The love of God. Let me just say this. Don't, don't do anything out of fear. Don't make decisions about, based on fear for your life, your family, your kids. Anytime you base your decisions on fear, it, it, it's going to be destructive. But we do it all the time because we live in a world surrounded with what? A spirit of fear. And sometimes we get so alert to fear. Now, not, not the two good kinds of fear, but this spirit of fear. We get so aware of it that it paralyzes us. See, the wrong kind of fear comes, but it doesn't dissipate. It comes and it stays and it paralyzes you. So some of you, it's wrecked havoc in your life. Some of you right now are dealing with things that, 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 that are very fearful, and, and we don't need to be alert of fear. We're, are y'all with me? Um, how about feelings? Sometimes we're, we're just driven more by fear or we're driven more by feelings. Now, my wife says this so good. She says, feelings are real, but they're not always what? They're not always right. We can have feelings about things. Um, have you ever talked yourself into something and then later you're like, man, that wasn't even accurate whatsoever. You're thinking that person doesn't like my hairdo. They didn't say anything about my hairdo. They just didn't have their glasses on, right? So, so many times we're driven by feelings and then frustrations. Man, if we're just more aware of our frustrations and our feeling and our fear, our fear that's artificial alertness. Here's what frustration is. It's you thinking what is temporarily happening will be permanent. And so we're frustrated over it. And so we, we, um, we can be more alert because what happens is if alertness is we quick, we're quick to perceive and we act on it. So if you're quick to recognize fear, we'll act in fear. If we're just quick to move on our feelings, what are we going to do? We're going to live by our feelings. The Bible said we live by what? Faith, not feelings. Or we're just so quick to recognize all of our frustrations, we will live frustrated lives. So that's artificial intelligence. That's, that's not how God has called you or equipped you to live. Amen. 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 So it, hopefully you're figuring out in, in this series, I want to take you to a deeper place and show you that, that what's in you is greater than what's outside of you. What, um, what God has equipped you with, we're just getting our minds renewed, right? We're training our, we're, we're in training, we're training our minds uh, to line up with what's in our spirit. So can we, can we talk about that a little bit? At, at the end of last week's message, I, I came up and I I read a scripture and declared a scripture over you. I want to read that scripture again and use this as, as the text for this morning. Ephesians chapter 1. This is a prayer that Paul prayed over the church in Ephesus. It's a prayer we can pray over us. And so when I'm reading it out loud, you'll see it on the screen. Um, I'm just going to speak this over you. And I'll tell you why Paul prayed this. So Paul says this, Ever since I heard of your strong faith in Jesus and your love for God's people everywhere... I have not stopped thanking God for you. So this is a group of people that are full of faith. They, there's a spirit of love. There's a spirit of faith. And so Paul says, man, I recognize this, and I'm just going to keep praying that you go to a next level. You go deeper and deeper. He says, so I haven't stopped thanking God for you. I pray for you constantly. And then he goes on, and he tells what he prayed for. He said, I ask God, the glorious Father of our Lord Jesus, number one, to give you a spiritual wisdom to give you spiritual wisdom and insight so that you might grow in your knowledge of God. He's praying right off the bat for spiritual insight. He's praying that we would have um, an understanding, that we'd have spiritual wisdom um, so we could grow in knowing God. 
How many know it's important that you need to grow in the things of God? Know, know more and more about the things of God. Uh, we say this a lot, but Hosea says it this way. God, God said, my people are destroyed because they lack real spiritual knowledge. Do you know there are people living on a lower level than God wants them to live on because why? They, 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 they don't have spiritual knowledge. Um, they're not having revelation. There are people dying too early. Why? They don't have revelation. There are people living below what God wants them to live. Their lives, their careers, their marriages. Why? Because they don't have a real spiritual knowledge. And Paul says, I'm praying that the faith you have and the love you have, you get revelation on top of that. Thank you for your enthusiasm. Then he goes on in verse 18, and he says, and I pray that your hearts would be flooded with light so you can understand the confident hope that he's given to, uh, to those he has called. His holy people who are rich and have a glorious inheritance. Then he goes on and says, I also pray that you understand, look at this, the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe. This is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. So Paul was praying here. He says, I want your eyes to be open, your spiritual eyes to see your calling, to see your inheritance, to, to have spiritual wisdom, and for you to come to understand by experience the power, the great power that raised Christ out of the grave and seated him in high places. Paul was saying, I want you to experience this. I want you to live by this. I want this to alter your life. What he is saying is what we're talking about this morning, I want you to have a spiritual alertness about these things, that you be able to have a quick perception of those spiritual things and act upon them. And act upon them. You know, I'm using the word alertness, but if you've been like in church for a while, um, especially in the charismatic circle, let me give you the Bible word for alertness. You ready for it? It's called discernment. It's discernment. And, you know, there's, there's two types of discernment in the Bible. There's a gift of discernment. And then there's a discernment that comes from the word of God that you can develop. You can enhance and so, uh, um, you know, if someone ever says, I have the gift of discernment, they're wrong because it's a gift of the spirit, but you can operate in it. It's not your gift. It's a gift of the spirit. But you might be in a situation and say, God, I, I need a gift of discernment. I got to discern a situation here. I gotta. And you can also just grow from the word. If you're growing in the word, you will discern things. But let me make this statement. In the moment, in the season, in the position that we're living in right now, in culture, in society, and in the timeline of humanity, you and I, as spirit-filled, faith-filled, word of faith, grace-filled believers, need to embrace this, this, this concept that God wants us to discern what's up. He wants us to discern what's up. Um, I, I want to talk to you next week about how we have a say in our atmosphere and then I want to end this series and just how we can walk really accurate among all the chaos in the world right now. But I, want, I also want you, just as I told you last week, to be aware, I want to challenge you just the same, if not more, to, to embrace the fact that God wants you to discern things. Now, I don't mean you got to come up with something. I mean, I want you to open your heart that you'll be able to discern. To look, look at someone and say, he's talking to you. So I was praying on this and thinking about this. So what I want to do for a moment to give is give you some accurate intel, right? Not artificial intelligence. So you could be focused on fear, feelings, or frustrations. But, but I, want to, I, I want you to understand that Paul was praying for you to have an alertness. And I believe in three areas we need to have discernment. We need to have alertness. Can you all handle this this morning? 
All right, here, here's the first area, is, is you and I need to be alert or discern what is in you. This is kind of what I talked about last week, so I'm just going to build off of this. I'm not going to say a lot here, but do you know when you got saved, born again, you, you gave your life to Christ, um, at that moment, um, it's not just about you being forgiven. How many had some stuff you had to be, have forgiven? How many say, I had, actually I had a lot of stuff. It wasn't just about you being forgiven. At that moment, you were absolutely forgiven of everything in your past and everything going forward. That's the grace and mercy of God. But it also meant at that moment, you were translated into the kingdom of God. You, 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 were, you were now put into the So the kingdom of God came into you. That's what Jesus came preaching and teaching. So the kingdom of God came into you. So it's not just about your forgiveness and so what needs to happen in our lives from that point forward is we need to have more and more revelation, more and more understanding, more and more uh, perception of the kingdom of God, not just the fleshly stuff, but of the kingdom of God. And what it means is God said, I want to I, I disclose or I want to uncover, the, uncover the, the, the kingdom for you. So when that happens, we get to walk in the full life or the Zoe life or the God kind of life. So it's not just about, um, I got my sins forgiven and Jesus come back and get me. It's not just about that. It's about the power of the kingdom coming into your life. Do you actually know the moment you got saved, everything from that point on was eternal? Now, I was sharing this with somebody. This is just, this is how we roll here at LifePoint, right? So there are Sundays I need to get up and, and preach on what's going on around us. But I'm not going to do that every week because I need to preach you eternal truths. The things I'm preaching you right now and teaching you, you're going to walk that into eternity. You're going to, this is training to walk this out in eternity. So yeah, we need to talk about current issues, but we can't do that every Sunday because we're living not just in the current, but we're living in the next phase. So that's why we don't preach on just current topics all the time. Yeah, I mean, we did a couple weeks ago, but are y'all with me on that? So I'm, I'm trying to teach you up and preach you up to the next level. Elbow somebody and say, that's good right there. So, so here's what Paul was praying. Here's what Paul was praying. Paul was praying this, that your spiritual eyes would be opened so you could see everything that God did in your spirit. He was praying, he said, the eyes of your heart or the eyes of your spirit, that there would be an understanding so everything that has happened in your spirit, man, would manifest in the natural realm for you. We learned this last week. We are spirit, soul, and body. And in your spirit, everything was made complete and whole. That's the new creation we just shouted about a moment ago. So Paul was praying that your eyes would be opened so everything that was done in your spirit, man, would manifest in your life. How many want everything that's done in your spirit, man, to manifest? What's been done in your spirit, man? Well, you're full of God in your spirit, man. And Paul was praying that your eyes have to be opened so that can manifest in your life. So the peace of God, the love of God, the authority of God, all this kingdom stuff that was done in our spirit, man, would manifest in the, in the rest of our lives. And Paul's saying, I'm praying you got faith, you got love, now you need revelation to know who you are on the inside so that would manifest outwardly into your flesh and into your mind. Isn't that good? That's what Paul, that's what Paul was praying. So do, do me a favor, everybody, now do this, because usually when I say to do something, there's somebody that just... Stares at me, defies me, does like the opposite. I don't know why that happens, but everybody, everybody close their eyes. Just close your eyes. Now open them really slowly. See, 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 there's a difference. When your eyes are closed, you can't what? 
you can't see. But when your eyes are opened, you can see. When your eyes were open or closed spiritually, you couldn't see. But when you get revelation, you can see things that you didn't know were there. So that's why Paul was praying, that your eyes would be what? Opened. Now, when you came to Jesus, you had a moment your eyes needed to be opened that you needed a Savior. But from that moment, your eyes need to be open that you got a Savior. You got saved, and you need to be more aware of your salvation than you are your shortcomings. And so we need to have a discernment of what's in us. I put it this way. No matter what comes your way, I think what's in you is greater than what's coming at you. No matter what you've been through or will go through, what's in you, you, you just need to become more aware. And that's what Paul prayed. Our, Paul, our, our prayer for you would be that you become much more aware that what is on the inside of your spirit, man, would manifest in the rest of your life. But that doesn't happen when we're more aware of our inadequacies and our intimidations and our fear and how we feel about things and what we think right now is going to be permanent and it's just a temporary season and that frustrates us. We're, we're more alert to those things. We can't be more alert to the inside things. So Paul said, you got to get some revelation so your eyes are opened. That's what Paul was praying. He didn't pray, God, you need to get him some more of this and you got to get him some more of that. He just prayed that your eyes would be open to what you already got. Now, I, I, I'm going to tell you, the only thing you need more of is revelation. You just need more revelation and you'll be dangerous. You just need more revelation. Are you all with me? All right, so, so we've said a lot about that. Discern, discern what's in you. Uh, discernment is alertness, so you also need to be alert, not just to what is in you, but what is for you. Not just what is in you, but what is for you. In that passage of scripture that I read to you about verse 20, it said something extremely significant. Paul said, I'm praying not only for you to have revelation of what's in your spirit, man, but he said, I'm also praying that you would know the greatness of his power. They say power. So Paul was praying not for you just to have your spiritual eyes open, but that you get complete revelation of not just what's in you, but the power that's working. Not just what was done, but what is still being done. And he said the greatness of the power, and he, he said it did two things. It raised Christ from the grave, and it seated him at high, in high places. It seated him in high places. In other words, it took him from the grave, raised his body from the grave, and elevated him to, a, to his place and position of authority. That's what the Bible says. Now, you say, why, why is that so significant? Let me, let me say it this way. Because where you sit matters. So Jesus came out of the grave, and then he ascended to heaven, and he took a seat at the right hand of God. That is a position and the place of authority. When do you sit down? When you're done. Jesus said it's finished when he ascended. He sat down in a position and a place of authority. Now, I want you to get what I'm about to read to you. You say, well, that's good for Jesus. What's it mean for me? Look at this. This is Ephesians chapter 2. Look at these verses. But God is so rich in mercy, and he loved us so much that even though we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the grave. It's only by God's grace that you were saved. Amen? Amen? Look at verse 6, though. He saved you. He reached down, he rescued you, and he saved you. You needed forgiven, you needed saved, right? Look, look at this next. 
And he raised us from the dead along with Christ, seated us with him. Y'all get that? In heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. So Jesus resurrected and he's seated in the place of authority. Now look what it says. You're seated there with him. Positionally speaking, you're seated where Jesus is seated. That's a place of authority. That's a place of victory. Now physically, you're here. Spiritually, you're, 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 you're seated. It's important where you sit. Are y'all getting this? And so this is why he went on to say, um, you need to be aware of not just your power and not just your eyes being open. He said, you need to be aware of your calling. You need to be aware of your inheritance. You need to be aware of the power that brought Jesus out, the same power that brought Jesus out of the grave and seated him, re- resurrected you, saved you, and seated you in a place of authority. Remember, what are we talking about? Being alert of what's in you and being alert of what's for you. Sometimes we feel like the situations and the frustrations and the feelings and the fears and the problems are on top of us, and we just have a wrong perception. We have a wrong alertness. We are discerning things the wrong way. We need to discern them differently. And that's what Paul is praying for here. He's praying. And and I wrote this down. I want to explain it. Y'all doing all right? Can can y'all handle this? Okay. So I wrote this down. We live too reactively. We are living from earth to heaven instead of heaven to earth. Did y'all get that? That was good right there. We're living earth to heaven instead of heaven to earth. So let, let, me, let me give you some, some faith theology here. So when you study the scripture, we'll call this the heaven principle. We study the scripture, we find out there are three heavens the Bible talks about. So in Genesis, the Bible says this, God created the heavens and the earth. So the first heaven is this natural realm. It's the air, it's the dirt, it's the water. This is, this is where we live. This is the natural realm of things. This is, this is the area that's dominated by our five senses. This is the heaven we live in. But then it says there's a second heaven. So the second heaven we find in, in Ephesians, for, so for example, it says we don't fight against flesh and blood, but against things that are in the atmosphere demonic beings, uh, angels, the, the, the battle. And, and the second heaven is, is in the atmosphere above, above the sky. Y'all with me? Then the Bible says there's a third heaven. Uh, remember in Corinthians, uh, Paul said, I know a guy, he, he, was, uh, he visited the third heaven. Well, that's paradise. Now, now let me explain why that's so significant um, for, for you and me. Because we, we, we live on the, in this heaven, in this earth. You, you can't solve, and I mean solve, not band-aid, but you can't solve first heaven problems with a first heaven or even a second heaven solution. You can solve them with a third heaven solution. So let, let's, just, let's just deal. There are things going on in our culture right now. We hear a lot about racism. You can't cure that with a this heaven solution. Have y'all noticed it hasn't happened? Have you ever noticed our government can't fix some of these things? Because it's a third heaven solution. It's a third heaven solution. So your solutions come from the third heaven. You can discern what's here and you can discern what's for you. Heaven is for you. And when heaven is for you, it don't matter what's against you. 
But we've got to discern. We've got to, the, the real solution, I don't know why I brought up racism, racism but, but there, there's a real solution to it. If you get in a, in a, in a house where God is, is prevailing and truth is prevailing, it doesn't matter what your skin color is. It doesn't matter what your gender is. It doesn't matter what your economic basis is. It, you, there's, there's a unity. There's a, there's a, and God can fix those things. You know what? That, um, before you came to Jesus, your messed up self, your, your, your addiction problem, your, your, your life's failure, all that stuff, there wasn't a first heaven solution that could fix you, or you would have been fixed. How many know you needed to change? I told my wife the other day, I said, check out this quote. Um, I was talking about change and say, you're, you're, you're not good enough that you don't need to change. Um, I didn't mean her, I just mean us. We need change, right? <laughs> <laughs> Are y'all with me? We, it, it, and, and so first, f- first having solutions didn't save you. There might be some things that can help you. Because most of the problems are coming from the second heaven. There are spiritual issues. There are, there are spiritual things happening that you and I don't see. Okay, okay let, let me help you. There are, there are natural laws. Here's a natural law. Gravity. Y'all know what gravity is? Everything falls. Things fall. You drop things. You get older. Things fall, right? Things fall. <laughs> gravity is a law. <laughs> you can lift it, tuck it, Velcro it. It's still falling, right? All right, stick with me, stick with me. All right, so gravity is a law. Things fall. That's a natural law. There has to be a law that supersedes it. It's called the law of lift. Something has to have a greater speed and a greater force. That's how, that's how airplanes supersede um, gravity. How about this? Doubt is a spiritual law. You need a supernatural law to supersede doubt. It's called faith. That's why you get revelation, you get faith. It will supersede them because doubt is natural. How many, how many know it's easy to doubt? It's one of the five senses. But we need what? A third heaven solution. It's called faith. It's called faith. That's why, you know, the Bible says faith comes by what? Hearing and hearing. We, get, we grow in our faith. We get revelation. If you didn't know that Christ was bigger in you, someone maybe never told you. So you can't act on what you don't know or perceive. You can't act on, you cannot act on what you are not, you are not alert to. So when we alert you to something, right? Isn't that good? So gravity is a natural law. Lift supersedes it. Doubt is a natural law. How about this? Sowing and reaping. Natural law. How do you get a harvest? You sow. Well, I'm believing for friends, but you're not a bit friendly. Guess what you're not going to have? Friends. I want the blessings of God, but you're not sowing. I'm waiting for the lottery to happen. It's probably not going to happen. If it does, tithe, right? But if it, if it doesn't, <laughs> I'm being funny, but you, you hear me. Sowing and reaping, it is, it's a law. It's a spiritual principle. Spiritual principles override natural laws. So we need to discern what's in, what, what, what is in us. We need to discern what is for us. All right. Y'all doing all right so far? All right, let, me, let me get to this last one, because we also need to discern what, what's against us. We need to discern what's against us. So really, discernment is just, just the ability to identify what spirits are at work, being alert to those things. So alertness means I'm quick to perceive, uh, and uh, so, uh, so I'm quick to act. So God just wants us to be alert in the moment, the season, 
the culture, the calendar that we're in, that we're living. Um, you are spiritual people full of the goodness of God. And you and I just need to be able to, as the Bible says, discern the times. And so I was praying for you. I thought, how, how can I make this make sense? Um, because we, 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 need a, we, we need a church full of spiritually alert people. Spiritually aware people. So can I help you for a moment? And then we'll, we'll end with worship. I, I think there's some things you need to know that might be against you. And, and they might be, this is spiritual intel, right? Um, th- it could be some things that could, it, it could be destructive. Or it could just be some things that um, they're just keeping you on a lower level. So can we just identify them? But there are three. I have a, I have a graphic for you. How we need to be alert of some things. I know a lot of you take pictures of this. Take your picture. Um, sometimes we need to be really alert of the people that are around us. People that are around us. Discerning. So I wrote some little side notes down here. Y'all doing okay? We're supposed to love everybody. Yeah, we are supposed to love everybody. But we need to be alert sometimes. You've heard me say this, when, when God wants to bless your life, what's he do? He walks somebody into your life. You know when the enemy wants to curse your life, guess what he does? He walks somebody into your life. And what you and I need to do is be able to discern. Sometimes it's a friendship factor. Sometimes it's a friendship factor. Because those people closest to us have the greatest influence on us. And, and sometimes, you know, if you're a business person, you need to ask God for a spirit of discernment. It'll keep you from some bad business deals. Anyone ever gotten a bad business deal? Maybe I shouldn't go into business with that guy. How, how about single people? How about relationships? But he is hot. Well, he might be hot, but you might need to discern something behind the hotness. He might be a hot mess. No, nobody raise your hand on this, but anybody wish you'd had a little more um, spiritual alertness on who you went out with? Don't raise your hand. Somebody did it anyway. <laughs> God, I didn't want you to raise your hand because we immediately look who you're sitting beside. That's why I didn't want you to raise your hand. Young people, how about being more alert of just who you're around at school? Who you're around in the gym. Sometimes you got to discern family. And I hate to say this, but sometimes you got to discern church people. You got to discern. Sometimes you start hearing conversations, people attacking scripture, people attacking the pastors, people attacking the church. And you better discern that stuff because they, they, they might have, now it's a spirit working behind them. Doesn't mean you're rude and crude to them, but it might mean you need to put some borders up. Because they're not just telling you that to inform you. They're telling you that to pull you into something. And we need to be very, very, I've seen it happen over and over and over again. But you need to be alert. You need to be alert to those things. Yeah, I remember I was speaking one time. And the whole time I'm speaking, there's something going on on the front row in front of me when I'm speaking. Not, not today, but this day. And I'm, I'm just, everybody's like, not, this, no, this didn't happen here. And I'm speaking and all of a sudden, I'm realizing that this, this gang member is on the front row, and he's, 
he's flashing me all these signs with his hands and tattoos and everything. And I'm realizing what's going on. He is spiritually challenging me in the middle of a message. So what would you do? I walked over and I stood on the seat right beside him. And I started preaching the love of Jesus to him. Because I knew one or two things would happen. He was going to melt or he's going to blitz. Unfortunately, he blitzed. But sometimes you just need to, you need to know what's going on. You have a sense in you. I remember I was at the gym one time, and I just, something just told me, something is not right over there. And, and this dude was a little different looking, and man, something just on the inside was like, there was something not right. I look, and this dude levitates up off of the bench. And that's not a workout you normally do, right? He is levitating. Like, what'd you do? I got out, no, I didn't. I, I went right over and started working out right. But you gotta, you gotta discern those things, because you don't know. Not, not everybody's for you. I just want you to know, not everybody is for you best thing to do is find those who are for you and run your race. But not everybody is, is, is for you. Not only do we need to discern the people, man, we need to, we need to dis- discern places. We need to discern places. Um, some places are obvious. Some places are, are just obvious. Stay out the club. There are different spirits there that you need to be there with. Well, let's discuss what spirits are. I can tell you what I can some places are just obvious, you know, but they're just places. You know, people will tell you that some of the most evil places are wherever there's a governmental seat. Wherever there's, quite, there are man-made authorities and spirit. They're just, now I know you can't avoid all those places. I'm just saying be, be aware. Have you ever been in a crowd of people and all of a sudden something's just not right here? Something's just not right. Um, that, that's discernment. And my, my wife is, is is very um, discerning. And sometimes I'm like, eh, what are you afraid of? <laughs> but I've learned to pay more attention, pay more attention. Yeah, I tell you something we do every time we get on a plane. You go to board a plane, you put your hand on a plane and say, Jesus, we speak over this plane. It's going to take off, fly, and land. But, man, if you if you got if you got another feeling, you better make sure. I, 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 I had a, uh, this guy I knew one time. He was in the ministry. And um, God told him three times not to go to work, not because he's lazy. Just God said, he worked railroads. He went to work that day. There was a tragic accident. He lost both legs and an arm. He survived. Um, And he'll tell you, I didn't discern what God was telling me. Sometimes we need to discern people. Sometimes we need to discern places. And how many know, sometimes we need to to discern um, the persuasions we encounter. Here's what I mean by that. Um, sometimes there are different agendas. Just different, you know, the enemy, God has a plan for your life. You know that, right? And so does the enemy. God's plan is that you have life and full life, kingdom life. The Bible said the enemy wants to kill, steal, and what? Destroy. So he has a different agenda for your life. So we need to watch these persuasions, persuasions or influences, and sometimes it's certain music, sometimes it's certain music. Me and my wife, we were talking this morning, one time we were in a movie, and we're sitting there, man, I'm telling you what, we were just discerning, so we left. Well, yeah, I paid like 30 bucks, but you know what? 30 bucks wasn't worth it for something that was coming to get, but I'm just saying, be, be, be alert to those things, be, be spiritually alert to those things. Um, 
I remember it wasn't too long ago, I got this email. And it was an inquiry, just what we believed on same-sex marriage, LBGQT, all these things. It was all this stuff, and it sounded so nice. And something inside of me said, do not answer. That it, was a, it was a legal setup is what it was. Are you with me? All I'm saying is we need to know what's in us and what's for us. And it's greater than what's against But we need to be aware of what's against us. And you can be. It's called a spirit of what? Discerning. It's called a spirit of being very alert. Now, let me warn you with this. I know this is deep for July. I get it. We have to be watched that we don't get in. There's a difference between discernment and suspicion. Because we, we can get so like that, that we miss it or that we're in fear. I, you, I'm going to tell you what the difference between suspicion and, and discernment is. When you discern something, there's a spirit of faith. And there's a spirit of confidence. And there's, there's a, a, a spirit of authority and peace, even if it's troubling. Why? Because you're discerning a third heaven reality in a natural realm. But there's faith to it. Even if it's alarming, there's a spirit of faith on you, a spirit of authority, right? Because of where you're seated. Here's the difference. Suspicion, there's a spirit of fear. It's always based out of unforgiveness, bitterness, fear, and torment. And there's a real difference between suspicion and, and discernment. So don't go running around looking for something all the time, or you'll find something, or you'll misdiagnose something, right? Um, that's how people get into um, conspiracies, and they live in a conspiracy. God didn't call any of us to live in a conspiracy. He called us to what? Live in faith. He called us to live by the truth. He called us to walk. Are y'all with me? I know this is deep this morning. How, how many are getting it, though? God's, God says, I, he wants us to be alert aware of things. He wants us to be alert. And we just need to know. We, we need to be aware sometimes of what, what's, um, just discern what is in you. Discern what is for you. But you also have to discern what's against you. What's against you. But I love the Bible. It tells us no matter what's against us, God's greater. God's greater. Greater is he that's in you than whatever has come against you. But he also gave it. That's why he said you need to have spiritual wisdom. Have your eyes open to what's going on. Have your eyes open. Hey, if you got kids, especially young kids, be aware of who's around them. Be aware of where you let them go. If they're going to hang out, let them hang out in your house because you don't know what's happening in the other house. Well, that's just extreme. Well, it's extreme times. Extreme times call for extreme measures. Extreme stuff in the world calls for extreme faith, right? There's an extreme devil, but, but the devil's defeated. God just wants to make you aware of some things, right? So here's, here's what I'm getting at. God wants us to walk in, in alertness. Not fear, not suspicion, just alertness. He may alert you to something that's a tremendous blessing. He may alert you to something that could be what? A tremendous problem. But God is a revealer. He wants to reveal. He wants to reveal what's in your next step, your future. He wants to make you alert of those things. And Paul prayed for it. That's why Paul prayed. He said, you know what? It's a good church in Ephesus. You are full of faith. And you are full of the love of God. But I'm praying that you have greater revelation in your spirit, man. You'll know your inheritance. And you will know the power that is available that raised Christ from the dead, seated in high place. And he set you down right there. That's what Paul wants you to know. It's important where you sit. It's important of your perception. Amen? Amen. Isn't God good? 
Isn't God good? Can, can, can we stand to our feet? Can we stand up this morning? Don't you love the Word of God? Um, I mean, it is, it is goofy times. I get you. I get you. But you know what? Don't you dare walk in fear. Don't you dare walk in fear. God's called you to be an overcomer. Amen? Amen? Everybody has that, that spirit man. It, it will alert you. Everybody do this. Your spirit man's right there. He will alert you. I believe he's going to alert you to some blessings coming your way. He's going to alert you to some open doors. I believe it. He's going to alert you to the next level of your life. He's going to, he's going to alert you. And he might alert you to some things like, turn here. Don't go there. Don't open that door. You go this way. Amen. 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 You, you know, you can make the right decision every time. It's not likely you will because you're human, but you can. Have a spirit of what? Truth and discernment. Truth and discernment. So how many got something good? Let me see. Got something good. Got something good. Let, let me see your hand one more time. Okay. Keep your hand up there. Last week, I stuck a mic in front of you when you raised your hand. Seth's going to help me. Seth, right here. We're going to start right here. Tell me something good you got. Something good I got? Something out of today you got this good. I just am stuck on last week. You are not who you were before you were saved. And that's just amazing. Thank you, Jesus. Awesome. 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 Over here, somebody, right there. It matters where you sit, and we are positionally seated with Jesus. Amen, amen, all right. Somebody else, no one's going to raise their hand now, right? I need, I need one more. Somebody, you got something today. Oh, we'll just stay up front here, yeah. Stay out the club. Stay out the club, yeah. <laughs> That's what she <laughs> Unless it's Sam's club. Every Friday, I'm a Sam. I go clubbing every Friday, right? Thank you, Seth. Thank you. Can I, read, can I quote this scripture over you? Isn't God good? I, I want to read another prayer that Paul prayed over you. Paul prayed this. He said, I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit on your inside so that Christ would dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, you may have power together with all of the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide, how long, how, lo how high, and how deep is the love of Jesus. And to know this love that surpasses just even knowledge, that you may be filled to the full measure of the fullness of God. Now him too is able to do immeasurably more than we would ask or imagine according to his power that works in us. Be the, be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus through all the generations forever and ever. Amen. That's another prayer. Paul said, I want you to experience the fullness of God, the full power of God, the full love of God. Man, if you just knew, if you just knew, that's why we're preaching this series. Anybody more aware out there than you were? Anybody more alert than you are right now? Amen. Amen. So what have we learned today? That we need to be quick to perceive and act on what we're perceiving. In other words, be quick to act, be quick to perceive what is in you, what is for you, and what might be, and act on that. Don't act on the frustrations and the fear and the feeling, and stay out the club, right? That's what we've learned this morning. 
How many know God deserves our worship this morning? He deserves us to praise Him. He deserves us to give Him some glory. That greater is He that's in you. You are not who you were. Hallelujah, Father, we worship you, we praise you, we glorify you. How many know He's our Jehovah? What that means is, what you need, He is. What you will ever need, He always will be. He's your Jehovah. Amen? Amen. Amen. Come on, let's worship Him. Father, we praise you.